Thank you very much, Doctor. We have some time to entertain questions. I have one question to ask a panelist. As I listen to all the presentations, the environment surrounding the TT professional seems to be changing quite rapidly and required skill is also changing. It seems like the required skill is growing. According to Kevin, this morning, uh, the situation in Australia is like a turbulence. The, in the global TT professional world, what kind of changes are actually taking place? And where those changes are taking us to? Can someone uh, explain about this? I'll start. I think the, the number one thing that is uh, the big change is that it was something that Jane alluded to in her talk earlier that now more than ever there's an increased amount of scrutiny on the outcomes in the commercialization activity. And as a result, this has put a lot of stress uh, on the on the, the offices, the professionals. And uh, frankly, it's, it's something I've seen people express to me that they don't know how to do their job the way that they used to do it because they don't know what's expected of them to the extent that they can uh, effectively uh, move forward, and that's a real challenge uh, because this is an industry that's basically grown up since you know, the early 80s, and now it's going through a fundamental change. And I think that's it's it's the ability to be flexible uh, and roll with the punches that is going to make a difference. It's 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 hasn't changed much. It's some of the uh, the very large uh, universities that uh, have um, existing licensing offices that are that are that have got strong portfolios and a strong history of repeat business. But there are a lot of other universities out there in the world that are having troubles uh, finding their way in these turbulent times. Thank you very much. Uh, can other panelists make comments on this point? Uh, Professor Winwood, please. Um, yeah, I, I think to follow on what, what Sean just said, we have become the economic development office. It kind of sneaked up on us. And uh, we initially, maybe 10 years ago, embraced that as uh, something that we would gladly take on. We could do this. We can create jobs. The reality in making that happen is a much, much more difficult challenge than I think we all understood. And we sold the story quite well to elected officials and to our politicians, and they believed us. And suddenly we find that our actual ability to influence job creation in a local economy is really small. Now, I think Kevin's turbulence model is part of what is a good thing, because for some while at least, Sean and I talked about this at lunch today, we can thrive on successes created by the churn, if that makes sense, uh, in startup company formation. People come, people go, investments come along, some companies succeed, some fail. It's a churn, there's activity. And for some time, that is attractive. But how you actually measure that and say, these are real jobs and real industries, that is where we have a real challenge. And it's more mm. visible and important now than it has been in 10 years. 
I guess ah, okay, Marissa, please. Sure. The only other thing I'd want to add to that too, um, in Australia in particular, we're having to do a lot more with a lot less resource, and by that I mean less money and less people. So our people that are, are still around in the profession, they're really starting to burn out. Um, they've got many masters to satisfy, um, and they're having to, as so we're doing a lot more, they're requiring, having to do a lot more in terms of um, having more skill sets, having to build more relationships. I think that's where the real changes come for, for our guys in Australia. Hi, I Thank you very much. Uh, I would like to keep listening to what the panelists have to say, but I would like to entertain some questions from the audience. The TLO work has been making a major shift toward uh, commercialization. That's my takeaway. I have one question. When we talk about commercialization, does that mean The people who have experience of TLO has to be involved in commercialization based on what kind of rationale? That's my question. Because I kind of think that private companies can do commercialization. TLO may not need to be involved. I think that the, the TLO the skill set uh, remains. It's just been expanded. If an office 10 years ago had it was just a TLO, today they're doing uh, spin-off creation, they're doing collaborative research, they're doing a whole host of different things. But again, the TLO doesn't do any commercialization. They don't create the impact from the research. What we do is we work hard to find the right partner to move that technology out into the economy so our partners can create the commercialization. And it becomes very difficult to have, uh, if you don't have that, that commercialization, or as a lot of them are called now, uh, innovation office on campus, working with the researchers to promote the idea of commercialization and to promote the many outcomes that can come from working with industry. So I think it's a good thing. And I think we need to maintain the TLOs. We just have to give them the appropriate resources in order to be able to do an effective job in these changing times. Uh, sure. Uh, quick question. I'm not sure. Did you mean you don't need a technology transfer office? because the private company can do that directly with the university? Or did you mean this could, it could be externalized? I wouldn't say it's not, TT office is not necessary, but my question is what is, I just wanted to understand why TT office is so, uh, can be significant or important in the area of commercialization. What is the reason uh, for us to say still we need TT office in commercialization? I hope I can make sense.
Can I try from the U.S. point of view at least? Yeah, maybe one, one thing. I think <laughs> this is a very, my, my impression is that this is, does not really encompass what the technology transfer office does today. I mean, I tried to make that clear in, in, in the talk that licensing is one point. To put a commercial volume, um, a value on something that might be extremely valuable, like a drug that turns over billions and billions, and to give a fair representation of the value and negotiate that with a company that needs skills that are not necessarily there in a, a university environment by nature, if you only talk to scientists or administrators, you do need professionals that can cover that. But apart from that, today, the main task of a knowledge and technology transfer office is to transfer and disseminate that knowledge to the benefit of, of, um, of society into the society so into and to help new technologies into application that for example is business development skills or to try to get in mixed funding and to try to find new ways of putting that to the next level value so this is the major task of technology transfer today it's not only about licensing and making dollars from the technologies and inventions that are made. Uh, okay. Uh, I wanted to keep listening uh, to the answers from the panelists, and uh, I would like to keep on with this Q&A. However, unfortunately, we don't have time left, so I would like to close the session here.